0: Welcome to Inspiring Legal, the podcast for in-house legal. Get insights, learn from peers, life lessons from some of the most influential GCs. If it's related to in-house legal, we cover it. For more inspiration, go to openly.com community. To another special edition of the uh, Inspiring Legal podcast. It's Christmas time, and so let's start by wishing each other happy Christmas. I hope you're all enjoying the season of hopefully snow uh, if you are in the snowy uh, locations. If not, well, I hope you're enjoying the sun. Today I am joined by a very special guest. He is the mind behind the podcast a big contribution and also content creator when it comes to the openly community welcome daniel
1: thanks dina wow thanks for the nice words very happy to be here
0: so for those who don't know daniel uh well you actually know him but you don't really know him <laughs> he's kind of like this special secret santa that we have here at openly uh daniel is uh heading up content and communications at openly so he's the producer
1: yeah usually i am sitting behind the microphone but you won't hear me Uh, but so for this uh, special edition christmas episode uh, we decided to spice up things uh, a bit and uh, so i've joined steen i'm very happy to
2: and Mm -hmm.
1: uh, yeah today we're talking about Um, something very close to Stina's heart, I know, and to my heart also. Um, How are legal teams working uh, in the year that we are just uh, currently uh, exiting? Mm -hmm. Um, And what will those trends uh, say for the year that we are looking forward to?
0: Yeah, Yeah. so as you all know, um, it's the season of giving back. Uh, It's from all of us to all of you. Mm -hmm. Um, So if we look back at 2023, Oh, sorry, two. Jesus, I'm already jumping ahead. Um, So if you look back at this year, what we did is that we launched the Openly Community. And based on your feedback, we launched the podcast. We asked the community how many of you wanted a podcast. And it was over 90% that said, this is something we really would like. You also told us a lot about what your struggles are what you're working on, what you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. And that's why we built the survey where we talked with more than, I don't know how many, we're almost 600 in the community now. Everybody working in-house legal, everybody really focusing on scaling, improving the way that they're working and also sharing what their struggles are. Mm -hmm. And that's why we built the in-house legal community report that we shared with you a few weeks back. Yeah. but those who haven't had time to read the report for those that aren't a part of the community but listening to the podcast daniel and i talked about what could we best do to give you a little christmas present yeah. but also give you the best possible start for the year so daniel you are of course a big part of building that report, getting those insights. So I thought it'd be nice if you just like kind of decide what we should be talking about and what we should be sharing.
1: Yeah. So uh, basically, we uh, went over the report and we thought, okay, so what will bring the most value to our uh, very much valued uh, listeners? And um, basically, we have decided to go over the report with you uh, right now, right here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So from all of us to all of you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hope uh, you will uh, enjoy this very. Um, uh, very we're going to skim the report, obviously, and you can go and, and, uh, and, and sign up for the community and read the report. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we hope you will get a lot of uh, very valuable information out of this. We surely have. So uh, should we just dive into it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do so. All right. So the first, Stina, do you want to take the first one? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the first thing we started talking about with the community was very much about showing value. Like Daniel and I know from many of you out there that legal is sometimes not able to showcase how they're supporting the business. Like everybody knows how much value and how much work, but how do you showcase it? Mm. So what about KPIs? Mm. How do you measure value? So we started talking with the community about how they are measuring it. Are they even measuring it? And what we found out is that forty-five percent of the legal teams are working with KPIs. Yeah. Meaning fifty-five percent aren't. Yeah. And what's really interesting for a lot of people out there are okay. So what are you measuring? How are you tracking it? Mm-hmm. And we've been having some really interesting conversations with some of the biggest general like tech companies where you're talking to general counsels from Sendesk. We're talking with Figma and so forth. And every time we're asking them, so how are you measuring value? And what they're saying is it's very much about understanding the work. Mm -hmm. It's about understanding the data. Mm -hmm. But how do you get data? That's where the tricky part comes in. Um, So some are having what you would call kind of like a ticket system. Mm-hmm. So they are asking everybody who wants to get in contact with legal to file a ticket.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when they file a ticket, it's they're measuring who's sending it, what teams. They're measuring how fast we're responding, what type of contract are we viewing. So all of a sudden, they're able to see what departments are taking the most of the legal time or what departments are sending the most amount of contracts for review. Yeah. Um, others are using NPS scores and surveys.
1: And what is an NPS score? Stina?
0: So an NPS score is kind of like a satisfaction score mm-hmm. uh, where you're often asked to measure between one to ten. And where you're counting the most positive and you're counting the most negative, and then you have kind of like this, let's call it the dead zone, where it doesn't really add in. Uh, add in. like it's, either, it's not negative and it's not positive. So that's also how some are doing it. But what we found out that most people are doing are serving. They're yeah. going out and talking and asking. What do you think? Are you getting value? Is there anything we can do better? Is there anything we're doing excellent? Yeah. Um. So on that regard, they're trying to really try to get a sense of where they can improve and how they can work better. And then we have the ones that are very much just focused on the ACV, so the mm. average contract value, and that's another way that some are measuring the value that they're delivering the contract or the uh, to the company. So mm. how much of the revenue generated sales yeah are being supported by, by legal. legal yeah.
1: But I imagine it's it's difficult to to measure uh, the impact of legal's work in the total revenue. I guess.
0: Yeah, but also because legal are much more than just revenue. Yeah. And I think there is often the tendency to to take a look at legal and then look at sales. Mm. And totally agree that sales is a massive contributor mm. when it comes to legal consumption mm. of time. Mm. But what is Also, super important to remember is that a business, it's much more than sales. You're supporting management, you're supporting HR, you're supporting marketing. But what you're also doing is mitigating risk.
1: Yeah, true. And trust. How do you measure trust? I mean, and how that impacts the company in the bigger picture?
0: Yeah, Yeah. good question. That's where we had uh, Rob. Yeah from um airbnb yeah. former GZ, and yeah. he, he's written the book on intentional integrity and he is a guy that knows all about working with ethics yeah. working with trust yeah. and really leveraging the value that you can when you're doing so
1: yeah yeah he's a big spokesperson for for trust and integrity uh in general yeah
0: So, another thing we talked with the community about and what you can find in the report is legal operations. It is kind of a buzzword. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's something that a lot of companies are talking about. Some are starting to to ingrain legal operations into their business. It came out of the US. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what we can see is that 36% are looking at legal operations, 63% still haven't really embedded legal operations into their business what i think is interesting is having a talk with the community about what is legal operations what what does it mean for you Mm. and it doesn't mean the same for everybody
2: Mm. and interesting yeah
0: it is and what's also super interesting is the fact that legal operations is something i think more people in house legal are actually working with, mm. but they're calling it something else.
1: Okay, what could they call it?
0: Well, some are calling it scaling. Okay, uh, some are calling it working smarter, and that is what legal operations is about. Yeah. Um. I went to a conference in London talking yeah. about legal operations because it is also something that is very close to my heart. Uh. I think what is most close to m- to me personally is thinking about making sure that legal works smarter.
2: Mm.
0: In house legal teams are filled with skilled, talented individuals that are able to do so much for the business at yeah. so much more value than just, and I don't mean just, but contract negotiations, closing deals, yeah. um, helping with marketing, a consensus, just as an example, legal or smart people. and. If you're using all your time on admin tasks mm-hmm. or all your time on contract negotiations, mm-hmm. you don't have time to show the business how much you have to offer. Yeah, And that's where, for me personally, legal operations or thinking about scaling yeah. comes to play.
1: Yeah. Working smarter in general.
0: Working smarter and yeah. in, and really leveraging the talent <clears throat> you have in the in-house legal team. Like, yeah. They are so smart people. Yeah. You are smart people out there. Yes. And we all know that. Yeah. But the problem is we're overloaded with yeah. a ta- with tasks. Yeah. We are so busy supporting the business that it becomes very much just about keeping yeah. up with the pace. Yeah. And putting at- out fires. Exactly. In, yeah. in, instead of really looking at ways to support the business even better, smarter, Mm. and and developing the teams um, at the same time.
1: Yeah. So that is another thing that that we will probably see more of in the new year, Uh, more legal teams starting to work with legal operations. Definitely. Yeah.
0: So as we talked about sales, supporting sales,
1: Yeah. They like legal.
0: They like legal. Sometimes they also feel, I think, uh, that legal can be kind of a showstopper. Oh,
2: really?
0: uh, <laughs> so, why can't we just accept uncapped limitation of liabilities and <laughs> indemnifications? Come on. Uh, yeah. So, um, what we also found out, and, and uh, I think this doesn't come as a big surprise, but that sales is the department that is currently taking the most of legal teams time and resources. 73% said that sales and commercial are doing exactly that. Wow. Yeah. But what's also surprising is that let's call it front runners were privacy and compliance. Um, so a lot of people mm. are struggling also with just scaling and 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 the amount of like requests you're getting. Sometimes, of course, those requests can also come from sales when it's related to privacy and GDPR. Yeah. Um, and another thing was also focused on corporate matters.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so what we saw is that sales and commercial a clear winner, mm-hmm. if that's what we call it. Yeah. And the second runner-up were privacy and compliance. And then came um, supporting with uh, corporate matters and product tech and marketing.
1: Yeah. Basically new tools, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Especially
0: when we're talking about product and tech, yeah. it's very much about buying tools. Um, yeah. The same goes for marketing, but marketing was also about capturing consents, yeah, cookies sure. and pop-ups and banners and, and all that jazz. Yeah. All that jazz.
1: All right, next one: using tools in legal. So this is also something that obviously we're very we care a lot about here. And Steena just told how we we you know legal operations and working smarter is uh, what what we're also uh, all about. And some of the things that we saw when we undertook this uh, this survey in the community was that uh, legal is using tools. Mm-hmm. Um, But at the same time, legal is probably not using the same amount of tools as a lot of other departments in the business. Now we can see that 47% are using a contract, some sort of contract management tool, Um, uh, 84% are using an e-signing system. and and those are definitely like the the, the front runners in, the, in in tools in in legal uh, teams uh, today. And then we have obviously Word, <laughs> not Excel, to forget. Yeah, the whole <laughs> exactly the whole uh, office uh, pack, um, Slack for in house teams. Forty mm. percent, um, more or less, forty percent are using uh, some sort of privacy tool. Ten mm. percent uh, are using a vendor management uh, tool. Um, but it just goes to show that um, there is still quite a way to go, I'd say. Um, when you think about these numbers uh, in making legal teams basically work uh, smarter because a lot of stuff is still happening on spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously, it's difficult to scale a legal team when you spend all your time uh, manually uh, plotting down in spreadsheets, Yeah. basically.
0: I think what we also found out is that contract management systems is something that is on everybody's minds. Yeah. So even though there are already now a lot of companies uh, or a lot of legal teams with a contract management system, many of them are looking at what is out there, at least exploring what opportunities there are to working smarter. Yeah. And we've been told that this is a system that many are hoping to kind of like scale their entire legal kind of operation. But what is in all honesty the case, there's not just one system out there. Yeah. Nobody in marketing is using one tool to run their entire marketing team. Nobody in finance are using one tool to operate the entire finance teams. Here are using an ERP system, you're using um, some kind of employee expense system, you have different types of reporting tools. So what we're seeing is that more and more tools are needed Mm -hmm. to really scale legal. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what the majority of people are looking into at the moment is finding one system and yeah. getting that one up and running. Yeah. And from there on, then looking at ways of furthering yeah. the, the scaling of their team. Yeah.
1: And unfortunately for all of us, that that uh, one-size-fits-all tool just isn't here
0: yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're looking at the contract management systems, this is kind of like an area that we will be definitely looking more into in 2023. Mm-hmm. We are not a contract management system. We don't have any kind of exclusive partnership with any contract management system. So this, what I'm saying now, is strictly based on what people are saying in the community. It's not my personal views. Like, can you hear the disclaimer? It's it's perfect, right? Um, no, so what we're seeing is that a lot of people are using Ironclad. They're using Jiro. They're using precisely. They're using contract book, but, but there are so many tools out there. So
1: and these are all contract management tools.
0: Strictly contract management yeah. tools, and this is just scratching the surface. Back to the conference I was in London um a few weeks back, there were fourteen vendors there. Uh, I think nine or ten of them were contract management tools.
1: Yeah, it says a lot.
0: Yeah, so this is an area that is expanding. There are so many out there, uh, but they're also very different. So what we've been talking about is figuring out how to best support the people out there in their look for a new tool. Mm-hmm. Again, we have no interest in this space as a company, but what I do think is super important is getting a tool that can help with that contract management life cycle. This is critical for every single legal team out there when you want to scale. Yeah. Because contracts is a part of the in-house legal team's work.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's not going away. But no. you can definitely make life easier. Yeah. You can work smarter. Yeah. And you can also get better leverage of the insights from those contracts if you have a contract management systems. So that's something we will be looking into in 2023. Yeah. What we've also talked about with the community is about what other tools are they using. Um, So a lot of uh, people out there are still not using that many tools, but they're looking into what is out there. So there are tools for productivity. There are tools for equity or warrants, as you might call it. You have privacy tools, e-sign tools. You have different types of, let's call it... um, other uh, smart ways of communicating, so the slacks, Mm -hmm. the teams, those Mm -hmm. types. And this is an area that I think we should be exploiting and looking into more in 2023. It's Mm -hmm. still a little bit uncertain as to what's the best ways uh, and what's the best tools. I think there are very shared opinions on Slack. Yeah,
1: definitely. I was just about to say, because I know that a lot of people also feel like Slack is a blessing and a curse, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: And we've been talking to people that hate Slack yeah. and find it to be a super uh big stress stress factor. Yeah. There are others that are asking for every type of request to legal go through Slack. Yeah. And optimizing that process. Yeah. So uh there are I think opportunities for improvements and that is what we will be looking to explore in twenty twenty three yeah, and sharing definitely. it.
1: And I think it's also it also shows how different teams work in different ways, right?
0: Definitely.
1: Uh, I mean, it's all about processes and the processes you set in place. Yeah. OK, uh, next up, legal and today's financial climate. That is the headline for this one. Um, so basically, like we all know, uh, we're going into a, maybe not a crisis, but let's see, definitely a minor recession. Uh, and obviously, it impacts how businesses are uh, are operating, um, and we can see from our initial survey, and this was this was concluded in in October, mm-hmm. yeah. So all of these answers are from no later than October. But back in October, thirty six percent were experiencing a uh, hiring freeze, and seventy five percent said that they're impacted by today's financial uncertainties. Um, and I mean, that kind of says a lot, mm-hmm. right?
0: I think it says that in 2023, we can, in, in in-house legal teams, expect to be, be asked to work yeah. with the same amount of people, yeah, but maybe just do more.
1: Yeah. So what would be the answer to that? Scaling. Scaling?
0: Yeah. More definitely. tools?
1: Smarter tools?
0: Um, though yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think there is definitely opportunities with tools. But it also depends on the. It's called maturity of your legal team. Mm-hmm. How many people do you have? Okay. Um. How are you working? Yeah. I think what is most important is that you start looking at what you're doing today, mm-hmm. and assessing whether or not it all makes sense. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you that people out there aren't doing work that aren't making sense. Mm. But what I've been talking to a lot of experts on is very much about asking other parts of the business to take responsibility too. Mm. So we've been talking to different general counsels, and some of them are starting to say, okay, so let's take another example, sales. Why is it that legal needs to bear the cost for every single contract change
2: mm-hmm.
0: or change in the order form? Mm-hmm. You could put in place a playbook. And I know a lot of people out there already have. And then if contracts need to be reviewed or if there are certain uh, causes that need to be amended, well, that work could be placed on the revenue operations team. Yeah or the commercial leadership team so that legal aren't spending, let's say, 20% of the resources on doing that. When it's work that is maybe possible to give back, so to speak, to the business and thereby freeing up legal processes. Uh, We talked to Victoria as part of our masterclasses and she's very much about how our progressive GCs working and what are they thinking, and what she said is that it's very much about deloring.
1: De what? Deloring. Deloring.
0: Ah, Yes. Yeah. And I was kind of like, for de-learning? Yeah. what does that mean? Like, yeah, how we do you had... even pronounce it? It's yeah. it's it's difficult. Oh, you had my have my,
1: re- my reaction to <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> but what she said is that we need to step away from everything having to be the lawyer way of doing it. Yeah. And thinking about do legal need to do this? Yeah. Is this a legal demand? Yeah. Or is it more just because that's how it's normally been?
2: Yeah.
0: Or should legal be even more ingrained in the business? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's something we we talk a lot about here here from where we sit. Uh, Honestly, how how legal uh, should be a much bigger part of the of the business operations in general, Mm -hmm. uh, right? Yes. As uh, as advisors, basically. Yeah. Uh, Which is also something we obviously talked with uh, Rob Chestnut um, from Airbnb Mm -hmm. about.
0: Um, So when we're talking about twenty twenty three, and we're also talking about well, not getting more headcounts. I think that is what we're seeing the most. Um, That is then. What is legal's biggest pain points and how do we solve it? What's the focus? And what we can see is that um, some of the legal struggles that are seen the most can be bundled into these types of categories. One is managing workload and bandwidth. I think that is the most common one.
1: Yeah.
0: Back to really looking at scaling and working smarter or maybe working in different ways than what you are today. Yeah. The another one is lack of resources and prioritization. Then there is something about organization, cooperation, time management, improving processes and handling workload and measuring value.
2: Yeah.
0: So if I were to say, okay, so in 2023, what should we be looking at? Or mm. what will, what, sh- what could be good suggestions? Well, mm. there's something about taking a holistic view of all the assignments you're working on. I think one of the ways that I would do it, but I also know that others are doing it, and there are most likely much smarter ways of doing it, is try to get, like, you can use a spreadsheet if you want to, but start to get an overview of what the legal team is spending their time on.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Use Post-it notes, (laughs) use a spreadsheet, use Slack. It really doesn't matter how you're doing it, but start tracking.
1: Yeah. To get the data
0: exactly, yeah. the data is the key. Yeah, that is where I would start my twenty twenty three on yeah. because as soon as you have that data, you also know where you can make the biggest impacts. Yeah, so that you can manage the workload, manage the bandwidth, better time management, and thereby also improving processes in the way legal are working. Yeah, so that's what I would be uh, definitely stretched. Uh, like no, not stretched. I would be doing everything I could to try to get as much data as possible. And I know it's difficult. I know it's not fun. But if you do it as, let's just say, in January, asking everybody in the legal team to mark down what they're doing, Mm -hmm. who are sending requests, what time is being used, on which assignments, Mm -hmm. from which teams, I think you will find that there are ways that you can easily improve what you're doing.
1: Yeah, must be very enlightening. So where do you go from there once you have those numbers? And you know, let's say, okay, we spend um, 80% of our time on sales requests, mm-hmm. basically. Where do you go from there?
0: So I think what I would start off with is maybe, well, let's say we're taking sales, because mm-hmm. I think it very much depends on what department we're talking about. Sure. Um, but what I would do is firstly, I would then dig a little deeper into the numbers and see, okay, what is it during the sales process that is taking the time? Is, the, is it the contract negotiation process? Is it specific clauses? Is it the order form? Is it GDPR requests? Mm. Is it explaining the product or is it negotiating price? Like all these elements are different. But let's say that it's because it's the same types of contract points that we're getting pushed on, pushed back on every single time. Well, that'd be easy, and I know everybody out there knows this, but it's about then changing maybe the wording slightly or creating a playbook so that you may already upfront be able to explain why the contract is as it is. Sometimes you could even kind of like create a little... Guide for the sales teams, mm-hmm. but what I really think is important is also training the sales teams so they know what is the average process when it comes to to landing deals that goes through legal, um, and what is then to be expected from closing those deals. Yeah. What will it require? How can sales and legal work better together? Yeah. Um, we've also seen that. Implementing a legal desk or a contract desk, different name, same thing, uh, Mm. but a sales desk, deal desk, um, can be one of the ways that you can then take it to the next level, take it to the next step. Or it could be build a trust center on your website, explaining what you're doing, why you're doing it, so that sales has easy access to material that they can just forward on to the legal team. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I would start.
2: All
0: right. Then, final. What is going to happen during the next six months? Well, good question. I think it depends on you Yeah. listening in. Yeah. Depends on what type of business you're working yeah. in. But what I can tell you is that openly, our in house community will be here. And we will be here with even more amazing. Uh, podcast episodes we already have a pretty amazing lineup of speakers yeah so stay tuned we're talking send us general counsel we're talking figma there are some amazing people yeah uh, sharing experiences sharing learnings yes yeah. and also telling how they get inspired
1: yeah and they're all redefining legal's role these days right
0: completely yeah then we're introducing even more masterclasses those are where we're getting these experts in. Some will talk about NIST too. Some will talk about scaling legal, introducing legal operations in more detail. And we, as we talked about already, we'll definitely be looking into legal tools and how you can use those and what's in the market. Yeah. And finally, meetups. Hoping to be able to see everybody during different types of events. Um, For us, it's all about learning the people's needs, getting to know you out there, and um, for you to get to know us so we can share. Learnings. Definitely. Yeah. Getting to know each other, building networks, and and then, well, We'll improving and inspiring every single day, hopefully. Yeah. So from all of
1: us,
0: from all of us to all of you,
1: Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thanks for listening in. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening in to Inspiring Legal. Remember to subscribe. And if you want more information, you can always go to omelie.com slash community. That was omelie.com slash community.